0: Good morning everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of fantasy romance and romantic fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Delicious. Um today is, say it with me. It's Friday. Woo-hoo. November 5th and uh, you can see that I have de halloween to my background except for like the normal level of um of spookiness that uh, I normally enjoy. It did take down my promised queen poster if you ever saw any of my interviews before this or so forth I had the poster with the cover of the promised queen there and I said was I took it down for the halloween decks and I decided it's time for it to be down. Um, it's so last May so now I have that very rare beast that um I almost never have which is a space on my wall and my mother will laugh at this because we are alike in this way and that we are always um out of wall space to hang more art. So now I have a space to see what I can put in my space. Maybe I'll get something new (laughs) Uh, buying art is a real um, weakness of both of ours. I I blame her because she taught me to do it but um, I guess there are worse vices but it's it can be an expensive habit especially if you live in an art Mecca like Santa Fe. Um, I don't think I shared this with you guys but um, I think think this is really cool. It's um, painting. I don't know how well that comes through by uh, Elizabeth Penson this one is called phoenix ascension and I'm assuming this is the correct direction for it because the wording on the back of the postcard is that way although I kind of feel like it should be hung this way or no I think like this what do you guys think well we don't have to drill too far down into the weeds. I I don't think I could afford one of her paintings but I really like that one. It's a cool thing you can do around Santa Fe is like um you know you pick up the little postcards and then you have the image to look at. So um biggest excitement in my world is uh, if you were around the internet yesterday afternoon we announced the Sephora Grand Master and our 38th Grandmaster is Mercedes Lackey very exciting so in her honor, I put a stack of her books this is a small subset of her oeuvre it's uh she has 140 books you guys I had no idea um but these books here are sort of like the core of my personal fandom and they are for many people so uh, I thought I would talk about her books a little bit and why they were formative for me. Um, a little background on the CIFO Grand Grandmaster is that it is a essentially a lifetime achievement award but it's also given to someone who not only has made a significant contribution to the science fiction and fantasy genre but it's um, you know about their citizenship in the community as well. And Mercedes Lackey is well known for, um, you know, she goes to schools and talks to kids, and she's, uh, you know, been a wonderful mentor to many, many people. And I can attest; I've gotten to talk to her on the phone like three times now, and she's just the most delightful person. And she, when I told her that she, um, and I did say it on the podcast, that she was so shocked when I called to tell her that we named her the newest Grandmaster. Um, it you know it's interesting because she is the ninth Grandmaster or I'm sorry the ninth female Uh, she is our 38th Grandmaster and the ninth woman. So that puts us at 26% female grandmasters and the uh, the Sifwa president gets to choose the Grandmaster. It's one of the perks of the job. So if you are in office for one term, which is two years, uh, you get to pick two grandmasters. Uh, Mary Robinette, who my predecessor picked two female grandmasters, uh, Kat Rambeau was in office for four years, two terms, and she picked two male, two female. But, um, you know, it was interesting. What you do is you go and you consult the past presidents are all on one email loop and discuss the um, the choice and uh, (laughs) they I did still get uh, suggestions for uh, male grandmasters and you know like well what about this very deserving man and it's like well okay you guys (laughs) so if you do this math um, the other female grandmasters let's see if I can name them because mercedes is the ninth. Um, and then we have Nalo Hopkinson Lois McMaster Bujold. Um, and then Jane Yolen CJ cherry. So that's five Ann McCaffrey Ursula Le Guin Andre Norton and Connie Willis. Um, that was not necessarily an order for especially for those older ones. So. <laughs> you can see this if you're familiar with with the genre. That's a pretty long span between um, you know, uh, I think Andre Norton was the first female grandmaster and you know that's a long time between like Andre Norton and Mercedes Lackey and yes because it's a lifetime achievement award we do try to pick people who are a little bit um, older you know that Uh, have you know we want we we don't do it posthumously so we want to get people while they're alive but so it's a little balancing act. But anyway um, yeah so there were a lot of years there where they were picking one man after another and uh, and I'm sure that some of them would argue that there just weren't women around writing and. We all know what we think of that particular argument the fact that many people don't know that Andre Norton was a woman is um I don't know speaks for itself. So um, by the same token and by kind of an interesting. um, Comparable numbers right? So I said that uh, Mercedes is our 38th Grandmaster the ninth woman. Um, and as far as several presidents go uh, we have had 32 presidents and I am the eighth woman. It's funny how those numbers match up. So I'm not sure what the take home message here is exactly except that you know we always talk about that representation matters. Um, I think it's important for the. 1 reason that the president gets to choose the brand man grandmaster is they get to choose the person you know authors that they grew up reading that you know were their influences. So I mean maybe this is how it works you know that men tend to pick men and women tend to pick women. Cat tends to be a very egalitarian person so she may have felt like it was incumbent on her to to do the balance to pick 2 men and 2 women. Um. I am not an egalitarian sort it's like when we're at you know like maybe can we get a little bit higher than a quarter you know like maybe if we were up around 40 percent women I would be willing to uh, to pick a guy but you know it's going to take a little while to to get up to that level. So anyway. Uh, when I talked to Mercedes Lackey on the phone she told me that she was not the kind of writer who wins awards. And you guys have heard me talk about awards before and it was a little bit shocking to. Uh, you know Kate Baker as our executive director of Sephora Tara LeMay is the deputy executive director. So over the last week before this announcement we had been putting together the press release and everything and so they've done the research on her and put together the thing and they were both shocked that Mercedes Lackey hasn't even been a nominated for any of the major genre awards the one she has got are the Pegasus awards which have to do with like music and lyrics because uh, one of Mercedes Lackey's strong themes in her books are the um, the heralds who sing and that's part of how they they travel around and. They write music and they play music, so her awards are for that. But it's like the science fiction and fantasy community no no Nebula nominations, no Hugo nominations, no World Fantasy nominations, because these aren't the kinds of books that are nominated for awards. And uh, Mercedes Lackey is married to Larry Dixon, who is. Uh, a well-known name also and Larry Dixon tweeted you know what I'm going to see if I can read this to you because it was really a lovely tweet. Um, I think Mercedes is less on Twitter Let's see if I can find this because I saved it but you know it's like um, okay, I'll have to grab it from somewhere else. Please to stand by I know it's here because I shared it. Okay, so uh, Larry Dixon said. No okay wow I I started to go down a rabbit hole there apologies. Okay, so Larry Dixon said friends this is everything I wanted for misty. Um misty is her nickname but she hasn't told me to use it so I haven't used it yet. Um friends this is everything I wanted for misty misty doesn't really win awards because she and I write series and no one book stands out but 50 years of work that adds up this recognition is a dream made real. Thank you Sifwa and all involved makes me verklempt Uh so I mean I I know I circle around this a lot but it's like how do we decide which books and authors are worthy of awards. You know it's this relentless seeking of the um of what is art and I think you know there's been a lot of discussion of you know like the effect of the MFA in other genres and I'm not sure if we've talked about it in science fiction and fantasy and full disclosure I do not have an MFA. Um, I have a uh, a master's in science (laughs) in neurophysiology and I never did get a writing degree I've taken classes but and I've also never attended the shishi workshops. So you know no Iowa writing circle for me no um. Seton Hill no clarion not even douse toolbox um, which is up the road from me because by the time I could have well because I was already working uh, when I decided that I didn't want to be a scientist and wanted to be a writer and it would have been really hard for me to take all of that time away from from my life you know from raising my stepkids and um, you know and I know that people who carve out the time to do those things it's not easy for them either but it just never seemed practical to me and even though I was invited to be part of um, an MFA program they really urged me to which was flattering um, it would have cost so much money and I was like why would I go get this degree when I'm already publishing books? Uh, you know and I was they were traditionally published books too you know so it was like well I'm already part way you know my career is going why would I go learn well the only reason you go get those things at that point is for the cred right so there's been so much discussion about this that the whole that it becomes a self-sustaining community right so people who graduate from these MFA programs which are phenomenally expensive I think the one that I would have um gone to would have been like a couple of years and it would have cost me like fifty thousand dollars. Um, or if you take away a couple of months of your life to go attend clarion or you know weeks to go do tells toolbox and they're expensive. Clarion might be um, scholarship I don't really know but you know in terms of like you're not at home going to your day job or doing other stuff. Yep, you know pay your travel. It's hard to say. But anyway, um, they also want to justify their existence and that doesn't mean that they aren't really helpful to writers because I think they are I think that you do learn a lot from them but that doesn't mean that the people who don't do them don't know how to write but there is that implicit division. And so the people who graduate from the programs and these you know she she workshops they tend to nominate each other for awards and so it becomes a very incestuous community and there is a certain amount of disdain for a writer who um did not do those things and it's this this weird thing that we see in all aspects of our society I think where it's art versus commercial success and that if you are commercially successful somehow you're not an artist you know so it becomes um entirely fashionable to dump on taylor swift because she's incredibly um, successful you know therefore she is not an artist and isn't any good. Um, you can fight me on this. So anyway, it's um, been interesting to be part of this to be able to recognize mercedes lackey and her incredible influence. So let's talk about her books if you don't know. Um, I'm going to talk about them in a particular order here. Okay, so this is not the order of publication but um, her first book we could talk about uh, was the arrows of the queen published in 1987 and a lot of these books you know I bought from like a magazine stand type store mass market paperbacks. No, not not big fancy stuff. Uh, so there's this series which begins it's the book one of vows. These are the vows and honor book and so there's oath bound oath breakers and oath blood and these stories are the adventures of tarma and Kethry. And let me tell you guys this was at the time there were just not books like this tarma is um a warrior and kethry is a sorceress and they are like a dream fighting team and tarma um has come has a really deep trauma one of the great things about mercedes lackey is she has these characters with these um deep emotional wounds that don't just magically disappear that they wrestle and um it's I think that's one reason why like some of the community looks down their nose at her because like people talk about their feelings. Uh, but it's part of what makes her books so rich. So it's really cool because there's these three books about Tama and kathry's adventures. Um, let's see I have to figure out a way to stack here. Actually, I should put them so you could see them. Well, you can't quite but. Uh, so then there's this book by the sword you guys know what I'm talking about with by the sword okay by the sword nice thick book. This is about carowin and Ursula in particular totally uh influenced by carowin so carowin is and I can't remember exactly how it is uh, does it say she is like a niece of she might be Catherine's niece but anyway she's related to these two and so this was something that I didn't really know there aren't that many series that did this kind of thing where you had people operating at different points in time where like these three or these two went you know did all their adventures and stuff and then later there's Carolyn and she ends up training with Tarma and with Catherine and so there's that they're probably doing a terrible job of explaining this. This is why I'm not a book talker but wait there's more. So here is these three books which are probably which Mercedes Lackey is best known for would be my guess. So it's um, the arrows of the queen arrows flight and arrows fall. And so, Arrows of the Queen, as I mentioned, was Mercedes Lackey's first book. And so, uh, Talia um, is a young girl and she gets this um, what I want to call it a familiar, and that's not what they are. How could I have forgotten? It's been a while. I should probably do like a massive read, read companion. So, the companion are these telepathic horses and it's so cool you guys this is a theme that runs throughout and this is like in Valdemar which is a different kingdom from where these books occurred. So there's this wonderful arc of of Talia's adventures and in the arrows of the queen Talia is doing this really big important thing going to a foreign kingdom to negotiate. Guess which foreign kingdom it is and guess who shows up unexpectedly to like save Talia's ass diplomatically which is not Kerwin's thing and yet she does it. This this was like a gasp moment for me and also what Kerwin does to save Talia links back to something that was established in these books. It's so freaking brilliant, you guys. It's just the best stuff. Um, so, then one of the things that happens in this trilogy, in the Arrows of the Queen, is that they are working on keeping the keep Queen on the throne. And spoiler alert, they succeed because uh, there's happy endings. And so, then her daughter is in this trilogy winds of fate winds of chains and winds of fury and elspeth goes out on these amazing adventures and um, learns her own magic and there's like griffins and it's um it's fantastic stuff and you'll sort of like a lot of my most influential sorceress stuff in that And then I must say and I used to have more of these books this is like after I called my paperback collection and now I want to buy them all but then there is also this takes place like I don't know like a thousand years before the arrows books it was a lot maybe it's just hundreds but it's a lot um but this trilogy of the the last herald mage which he turns out he wasn't the last herald mage well he was but then that sort of then elspeth elspeth becomes like after centuries the next herald mage. It's really cool. But anyway. Um, magics pawn magics promise magics price and um, these are awesome because these are about vaniel who is a herald mage. So a sorcerer um, and he has his telepathic white horse companion and he is gay and the first book starts out with him as a young man where he's like not fitting in and he's not uh doing the warrior stuff and the training that you, he's a feminine right. So this whole trilogy is about this gay sorcerer and let me tell you guys uh, there are queer characters throughout all of her books but um that daniel beautiful vanilla was the first gay male character I ever read um i i feel quite certain of it and not only was he a gay male character but he was the hero of a trilogy so that's my little mercedes lackey fangirl fest there i went a little long today but um yeah that's it's great to um to celebrate all aspects of our genre. You know, it's like I don't mean to sound like if I did that I think that the books who win awards so the writers who come out of these programs and workshops are not wonderful writers because they are wonderful writers. It's just not they're just not the only wonderful writers and I would love to see us expand our ideas of what is recognition worthy on that note. I will remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the frolic media podcast network. You'll find more podcasts that you love at frolic.media slash podcasts and I will talk to you all on Monday. Have a fabulous weekend everyone. Um, Go buy some mercedes lackeys books. You all take care. Bye bye.